Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Wherever you're listening from, please do consider subscribing from that area, uh, leaving a rating or review if they allow that as well. And, uh, and doing us a big service over here. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Ace of Bass. You know, it's been 25 years since they released their debut record. Uh, we call it The Sign over here in America. It's also called Happy Nation around the rest of the world. Uh, I got to talk with them about uh, the creation of that record, how they came up with that uh, interesting pop reggae sound that they did. We're also going to talk about the 20th anniversary of an album in Europe they call Flowers over here. We call Cruel Summer. There's going to be a lot of explanation about how they ended up with two album titles for just about every one of their big records. You'll also find out if there's even a possibility of a reunion in the future and uh, how it would be really cool if folks like Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, who have uh, countered Ace of Bass's influences, would just cover the band. It's Kyle Meredith with Ace of Bass. Well, um, we're sort of talking about two anniversaries. One of them's an odd anniversary because it's uh, your debut record, which is the 25th and the debut record of Ace of Bass, which is uh, the 25th anniversary uh, for the U.S. version, I should say, because it's a bit of a w- difficult story because I guess it came out in different places around the world. It did. <laughs> we, this... have, we have many uh, releases and so on, so... I have a lot, a lot of things to celebrate. <laughs> well, I feel like you've say. been uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of this for two or three years, uh, if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't done it properly, actually, but uh, we should have had, but um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. all right. Not so much. Yeah, so we'll call it by both of the titles, Happy Nation and The Sign, as it was uh, re-released over here. I wanted to jump yeah. back, though, 25 years ago. Listening back on that, you know, it, you, you all had that knack for that reggae sound, which um, uh, geographically, you know, was were no nowhere near where you guys <laughs> grew up, you know, uh, yeah. in the reggae environment. How did that sound come to Ace of Bass? Uh, me and Ulf, uh, we uh, had, we had uh, the same rehearsal uh, rooms, uh, whatever studios that uh, Black Reggae Band had, and uh, they asked us because we have a lot of uh, technical gears and equipment if we could produce. Uh, uh, 
two of their songs. And we say, yeah, why not? So we did that. And um, one song is called Passage Way, actually. Very good song. Uh, and with trumpets. And uh, and they really liked it because it became a very interesting mix. And, um, yeah, we liked uh, reggae music with me and Ulf. And I, I heard some uh, Dr. Alban no co and thought, hmm, I can do that. <laughs> but uh, that, it wasn't my first pick of music, but uh, we tried that, and uh, that song became uh, Mr. Ace, later tra- uh, uh, transformed to All That You Want. Once, once things got started, once you found that sound, once the demo found its way out there, uh, as I read, it sort of had to go happen very quickly at that point. Uh, did yeah. I read right that the entire record was recorded in two weeks? Were all the songs written? The whole record, no, it took uh, took a long time. I think, uh, especially in Europe, and uh, some of the songs also on the, I would say, American version, uh, the sign version, uh, is songs from our, um, uh, I would say, demo studio, whatever, that actually uh, ended as they were on the actual album, because we didn't have time to re- record all the songs, but uh, it didn't take two weeks for sure. It was much longer, but some of the songs actually are demos for the record company (laughs) uh, much longer than two weeks anyway but we we had uh, on the the American version whatever you say the sign uh, Mm. we we, we added some songs and those took some some time maybe those songs uh, maybe took two weeks to record Kind of interesting for an artist when that happens and you, you're faced with having just to put your demo versions out there. Were you okay with yeah. that at the time, or was there a wish that you could have held back and worked on that more? I think actually it gave, the, especially the Europe uh, version, but also the American, some uh, interesting dynamics <laughs> because it sounds uh, different. And I think that uh, many people say that we have uh, kind of of uh, what is a invented pop reggae, but I think actually what we did uh, or what became it was that we were the first artists to do a collection album on different styles of music with, with two voices, uh, with the same voices. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because no, I do, uh, before yeah. us, you have to be, uh, you have to do rock and nature and maybe two ballads, or you should do hip hop, or you should do only reggae, or you should only be up-tempo disco band, whatever. You should do only funk. And we, we under, kind of um, um, uh, blended that into an album. And that uh, uh, also, because of the demos, make it very uh, special or, or odd or unique or whatever you say. Yeah, no, and, and which is, you know, how especially younger listeners treat music these days. You know, gone are the days when people... Had to pick a, had to pick one genre to be a fan of, you know. Now now that's how they yeah. list it all the time. So to have that, you know, yeah. as a as a strong influence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, nowadays it's no problem to have a, maybe a pop song, maybe a bit more rocky song, and maybe uh, a rock song, or maybe have a, a hip hop influences on with the same group. But that was very didn't happen often then, for sure. You have a lot of big artists, recent big artists, who who have uh, called you guys an influence because of what you're talking about right there, because of those great sounds. I know Katy Perry from Lady Gaga and all of those. Do do any of those ever reach out to you all for anything? Um, yeah, sometimes, not very, very often. Actually, um, I've heard very few covers of our music. Have you mm-hmm. heard many? Uh, I, I haven't heard many, but... Uh... But that's, that's very few. 
No, yeah, you're, that's strange, isn't it? It is very strange, and I, I hadn't considered that. It, it seems like really a, a great time for somebody to put together one of those great tribute albums, get a bunch of big artists who have called you an influence to uh, to put their stamp on the songs as well. That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Well, I'll um I'll head down the head down the decade a little bit to 1998 because I know you're also celebrating the uh, the 20th anniversary of the Flowers record, which again here in the uh, U.S. had a different name with "Cruel Summer," which was the the, the lead single and cover that you guys did. Yeah. <laughs> now, was it ever? How did how did it affect you guys that it would it was always this this push and pull that the release was one way in the U.K. but very different in the U.S. It was very strange, um, uh, you know uh, that song "Life Is a Flower," and that's what we called the album, album uh, "Flowers." But uh, I, I played that song to um, Clive Davis, and he said that uh, there is uh, a boatsman or seaman in, in the navy. They say you say whistle down the wind, kind of you have flow, you know. You don't whistle against the wind. You feel good. You whistle down the wind. You know, mm-hmm. it's a term how you say it. And he said to me that. Oh, this bad English, uh, you, you can, uh, there's nothing called whistle down the wind, blah, 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 blah. You don't know English, blah, blah. And he, and he asked a friend to do a new lyrics, uh, and it ended up whenever you're near me. But the, great, the interesting thing was, I think maybe two years later, I met Clive Davis again. And then Andrew Lloyd Webber had, did, a, did an opera called Whistle Down the Wind. <laughs> and I said to him, don't... And Lloyd Webber either, uh, no English. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, Clive changed so many things, and and I'm sure some of them, you know, might have been for the better, and and some of them not. Yes, for but, sure. Yeah. But but as an yeah. artist, that has to be so frustrating because that's your stamp. This is what you want to say. I mean, I think the the yeah. term too European. Like, I don't think I've ever agreed on that because a catchy song is a catchy song. It is. I know. You know, uh, but that song, "Life Is a Flower." It was released in England, and of course they know English in England. So, um, and it became I think number five or something in England. But ah, sometimes uh, yeah, it, it, it was difficult to understand. It, it uh, we had to do many extra videos also for the states because of many reasons. Yeah. We did double wor- versions of videos. Now, do you have um, do, do you have a a preference for which version of the album that you uh, you prefer today? I would pick the European. Yeah. Well, it's more vivid. It's more uh, uh, different and um, uh, a, a bit better, I think. But um, the American one is um, also good and, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I know that was also a big transitional time for you uh, all because uh, you were changing, you were sort of changing the roles and the vocals at the time. Yeah, Lynn didn't want to sing after 95, more or less. And... Mm. Uh, uh, difficult because it said in the contract that she has to sing you know so ah you had to squeeze some vocals in and uh oh, very very complicated for me i had a heartburn uh you said a heartburn for mm-hmm. six years almost every day because a lot of pressure for me for sure <laughs> she didn't want to sing and jenny wanted to sing but the record company said that lynn has to sing oh it's difficult for a brother, for sure. You know, now that we've got, now that we can look back, you know, it, it's all in the rearview mirror. The, you know, in hindsight, it it all seems sort of silly. The uh, the pressure that the label was putting on you to do these changes when should have just let you do what you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but um, uh, if, if, because they, they wanted, um, they said to me, "Why don't you do the, the music and Lynn sing all the uh, vocals?" <laughs> 
And it was difficult because all the band wanted to be involved in the music and Lynn didn't want to sing. So yeah. stressful for, <laughs> for me. Yeah. Now, I mean, did you at yeah. least have some chances to, to have fun in all this, though? Because you were still, you know, you had had two successful albums, you know, going into this one. Yeah. Were, were you able to still, were there the good moments there as well? Uh, not as many as uh, before, but uh, we had a real good release party in Stockholm with uh, a flowers concert album. That was a lot of fun, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we had some... Uh, Good moments, and I, I like that album very much, actually. Now, will oh. you all be celebrating these albums in any way? Are there any deluxe issues or, or um, just anything that planned uh, to to, mar- to commemorate the, the, the records? Um, not to what I'm... I'll, I'll talk to Jenny a little bit about it, but um, not to do something, because uh, most people want to have all four of us, and Lynn doesn't want to show up, kind of, so... It's difficult to uh, do something that is interesting for people. We are kind of uh, two or three people, and they want to have four, so it's kind of uh, we are kind of lame. Yeah, no, it's a it's a, it's a shame because I feel like you guys could pull it off with three. I mean, I, I think if people wanted it bad enough, you know, they would be more than happy with yeah. the three of you doing some stuff. Uh, I certainly yeah, we, would. Yeah, we, we did we, we did some stuff actually, and uh, oh, good stuff, uh, I think, but. Uh, Hmm. We always get the same uh, question. <laughs> Where is Marlene? Can I, uh, yeah, she is, she's in Gothenburg. <laughs> I have four, four children now, and uh, I'm still writing music. Uh, maybe um, one song each uh, fortnight or something. Oh, yeah. I don't record so much, but I write a lot, actually. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's just like uh, therapy. I have to do it. It's fun. And maybe if we have a, if we will do a reunion, or maybe if somebody will do a cover with us or, or for us, or... I have song for songs for it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, have you, I mean, have you ever considered doing any type of solo record uh, and just pulling in other guests to do the songs, Give, giving those folks the calls? Yeah. Actually, me and Ulf have talked about uh, some things, maybe to use things from the old songs as samples, kind of, and do new songs with it. Oh, yeah. To have some uh, spice from the old, you know, kind of maybe half verse or something, twist it around maybe, and have it in a new song with maybe a new chorus and maybe... I think something like that could be interesting. I don't think so many people have done that. Cool. I'd love to hear that. Well, we'll put this interview (laughs) out into the world, and and hopefully somebody will hear it, and uh, (laughs) and we can get something started. Okay. Cool. Uh, A lot of fun. All right. Uh, Thank you, Jonas, for the call today. I I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Take care, then. All right. You take care, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks to Jonas from Asa Base for giving me that call today. Hey, don't forget, you can subscribe to Consequence of Sound's YouTube page to keep up with your favorite artists and interviews. And for you podcast listeners, uh, iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you're listening from, uh, please do consider giving us a rating and a review. It really, really helps. Uh, And then you can head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.